FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. Des. And Illyrio. Hello, everybody. We are back for another week, and uh, we are sorry for the break we had to take. And in order to not take another break, we're hoping to deliver to you uh, two shorter episodes these next two weeks. And uh, in order to do that, uh, I had to think long and hard, long and hard, um, uh-huh. to myself, <laughs> long and hard to myself, uh-huh. about um, uh, how to switch things up in order to make the conversation not digress so much. For the next two episodes, we're going to be doing this uh, a little differently. What we're going to do is I'm going to be pretty much, we're going to be talking character by character of what they go through in the episode. And I'm going to try to keep it as linear as possible with their storylines. And if they kind of intermingle with each other, then I'm, you know, we'll do that. Anyway, it's going to be a fascinating experience. Experience. Uh, hold on tight, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. All right. So let's, uh, let's uh, get the Darwin Awards going in which we honor the idiots of history that snuff themselves out before they reproduce. This story is called Perilous Pose. It's from uh, September 2000 in Germany. The picturesque medieval city of Rothenburg was recently the scene of a dramatic artistic effort. A 53-year-old man from Baden-Württemberg was posing nude in front of his camera, balanced atop the stone wall, when he lost his balance and fell 16 feet to the ground below. Unlike its erstwhile owner, the camera was still safely settled on the tripod on the wall, and the police planned to develop the film for clues to the man's death. Darwin anticipates that they will find none, and the story will stand as a testament to the self-pruning nature of the tree of life. Hmm. Excellent. So, wow. uh, fun with cameras, huh? <laughs> um, Illyrio, have you ever posed naked in front of a camera? Never. <laughs> Never? Me either. No. Uh, a schoolyard, perhaps, but not a camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I forgot to mention we have our guest Tom Wheeler on the show today. Tom, <laughs> welcome. No one gets that joke, and uh, I'm so glad that I'm the funeral director. Um, anyways, Tom Wheeler. Tom Wheeler is the the pedo guy <laughs> that's Nate's oh, friend. Okay, okay, in the okay. I didn't know episode. Anyway, sorry. All right, let's get on to a break from our friends at Observer Cast. Most of what I'm about to show you has not been made public. So how about Fringe? What is that all about? It was really obvious this episode. What? Compared to the other episodes, it was obvious. Olivia Dunham, FBI. She's stupid. That's my theory. It's a good one. Strange things happening. Things like... There's a frog attack. I can't Don't whip me again. Observer cast. They're really well informed. Yes. It's the only podcast that you can find in this particular brand of insanity. So much happened here. And so much is about to. I've been trained for a lot. Hostage crises, chemical attacks. What I've been seeing recently, I'm scared. You can find us by searching for us on iTunes, or you can go to our website, observercast.blogspot.com. I just want to go back to the floor. I don't think you can. And we're back. And uh, Notice how Robin didn't ask Moira and I if we posed naked in front of the I, camera. I noticed that, yeah. 
probably so did I. I'm pretty sure uh, he knows. Big Rob in a special text message tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to put forth what I'm interested in and what I'm not. Uh, What I think our listeners are interested in, especially Naked Illyrio. Naked Illyrio. (laughs) Sorry, listeners, not going to (laughs) happen. People are joining the Facebook group in hordes now. (laughs) Someone say whores. So let's start off like we usually do with a synopsis from Moira. All right. Season five, episode three, Hold My Hand. Claire is seduced by Billy's newfound lust for life, but hits a roadblock trying to fund the next leg of her educational journey. George is haunted by visions of an early trauma. David and Keith meet a fertile young woman named Mary. (laughs) Nate shares a tragic bond with Maggie, and Ruth finds surprises hidden in George's clothes. Written by Nancy Oliver and directed by Jeremy Podeswa. Okay. So that was the synopsis, and uh, we'll get into uh, each of these characters' storylines, and we're going to start with the least significant Rico. <laughs> so, He's I mean, Ricky. Really Ricky. Rick, oh, Ricky, sorry. Ricky. I'm calling him Ricky from now on. What's Ricky, who I'm pretty sure is just on his own show right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> just he on is his own big. show. It's like the spinoff. Yeah. Oh, I changed my mind. I'm not calling him Ricky anymore. I'm calling him Mini Peter Petrelli. <laughs> uh, no. Not even close. Um, I think that uh, his uh, his spinoff show is called Everybody Hates Rico. <laughs> uh, so we start with Rico at the uh, Catholic singles party, and he uh, spots a hot little mama from behind. <laughs> and it turns out to be the ex-wife. Ah! Duh. Actually, he's I intrigued. I thought he recognized her right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I don't know. It kind of played... I was thinking he was too dumb to recognize her right away. (laughs) Might be right. So he tries to make it romantic, and uh, he's a but uh, he's a little bit disgusted by her talking openly about sex with a hockey player. She is like such a slut these days. (laughs) I bet he is just oh my god, so embarrassed. (laughs) I mean. The hockey player, right? It's a hockey player. Yeah. Let me tell you, sex with a hockey player can be a really good thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> you should send me one, Moira. <laughs> I will test this theory. <laughs> There's dozens and dozens up here. Not in Pensacola anymore. <laughs> well, actually, there are. There are. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> so she ends up going off and hitting on some dude. And the next time we see Rico, he's bored at Funeral Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> it did look hey, like that. Like it looked more like Ballroom 20, but he, he got a really good seat. Yeah, that's true. And uh, he spots a couple of legs belonging to Angela. Angela! I there saw her name in the credits, even though I don't uh, usually watch them. I happened to see it, so I knew she was going to be in it, so I had a feeling that was who he was looking yeah. at. Yeah, me too. I noticed it in the credits, too. Yeah. Because I haven't watched uh, seasons one through four since ages ago, I didn't remember her at first, and then when she mentioned I used to work for them, I was like, oh, yeah! <laughs> Angela. Uh, yeah, the last time we saw her was in season one, episode 10, The New Person. And uh, I really like how the season is starting to just kind of bring 
some of those old characters back, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see a few more in the future. Spoilers! Um, <laughs> Spoilers! Um, so, yeah, later on, Angela finds uh, Rico on the exhibit floor and uh, says that she's a huge Rico fan. Uh, she's totally a Rico groupie. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Could have known that such a creature even existed. Um, later on at Fred's, uh, Angela's coming on to him big time. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty drunk. <laughs> and so Rico invites him, invites her back to the Hyatt. Uh, <laughs> to one of the rooms overlooking the pool. Unfortunately, we find out that Rico's staying at the hostel. Aww. Aww, that's <laughs> <a> hostel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so next time we see them, they're uh, looking at a vending machine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, our next Rico and Angela scene it's sexy time. What you guys think of. Uh, Gross. <laughs> I love their breakfast in bed. That was hilarious. Yes. yes. She is so much taller than him. I love how she was like calling him like uh what was it like a, a tiny fucker? Yeah. Yeah, that was so tiny funny. Fucker. It's like he was a hobbit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, I'm just I don't, I'm not a big Angela fan. I I mean yeah. she's outrageous, but I don't find her appealing <laughs> at all. I, I find her obnoxious. She's like talking about farts and, oh, I just can't yeah, she's, deal she's, with that. Uh, she's rather crass, yeah. but, but it's still funny for the, in the context of the show. In the context of the show, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Should I do that too? <laughs> <laughs> crass. <laughs> I am crass, though. I know that. <laughs> in our last Rico scene. Hey, we're already here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> We find uh, a little bit more out about Angela. She's divorced, but she has a boyfriend. But, you know, she kind of likes him, doesn't want to go for Rico. Rico, of course, is already setting up, you know. The wedding. Where, wedding. <laughs> where am I going to live with you? All that stuff. And uh, we kind of leave uh, uh, Angela feeling, you know, we're, she says, don't, don't feel sorry for me. You know, she's really kind of looks like she's kind of sad. So. I'm not sure what to do with all that. That came on the last part out of the blue for me, but maybe, you know, her entire personality is just kind of hiding that inner sadness, Mm. but I don't know. It kind of came out of nowhere. (laughs) Um, okay. So on to our next, (laughs) everybody else is waiting silently for the Rico to leave. Um, (laughs) see you later, Rico. See you, Rico. (laughs) Adios. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next uh, character I have here is Nate. And we see Nate kind of popping up here and there um, throughout the episode. Um, there, There's a bit more stuff with Brenda. But let's talk about Nate meeting Maggie. And uh, we find out that Maggie's divorced and she's broken up with Dr. Phil. And we find out about her son. He died at two from acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Well done, Robin. Thank you. I read uh, the subtitles very well. It's <laughs> like, pause that. I need to write that down. Okay, uh, Moira, you're on. 
Oh, there's not much to say. It's there's, terrible, uh, I'm sure. It's just a terrible Well, one. there's two kinds of leukemia mostly, lymphoblastic and myeloblastic, and little kids more commonly get ALL, which is what this little person had. There's actually a pretty high survival rate, but it's not everybody. And yeah, a two-year-old dying of it is, that's completely believable. Very, very sad. Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it, this happened six years ago. And she talks about how, you know, time doesn't really help that. And Nate kind of relates with uh, his whole Lisa drama. Um, and she says, so you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like this. No? No, because just from the minute they were together, I was like, crap. <laughs> I have a feeling something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I still have a feeling something's going to happen. Okay. I mean, hopefully not. Well, nothing here. Maybe in the next episode. Um, uh, we're doing two episodes in a row, pulling the curtain back. Uh, <laughs> everybody's trying to act very surprised here. So um, the next character um, we have here is Brenda. Brenda, um, we first see she's doing her counseling internship at the, the college. And she's counseling this girl named Sharon, Shannon. Sharon! No, Shannon. Um, Shannon. Um, who is having a <laughs> hard time feeling normal. Uh, oh, these privileged kids and their problems. <laughs> and she, uh, she, Brenda later talks to Jackie about how it seems that every girl that comes up to her has body issues. And hey, speaking of Jackie, who plays her? I know her, and I can't look her up. Oh, I already did this last week. Yeah, for me. Look up Jackie? Yeah, it's Ann Ramsey. Ann Ramsey, okay. Ann Ramsey. Um, oh, yeah, it's not the one from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I remember. Um, I don't remember talking Ellen to her. She was Dexter. Dexter, yes. yes. That's, yes. Uh, well, can I, I just say, I enjoy her. I like watching her. So I do I. I. I really enjoyed I like, her in other stuff. Yeah, I like her in general. I like her in this, and I like her rapport with Brenda. And I was uh, happy to see how well they have hit it off. That makes it really kind of fun watching the two of them interact. Yes, it is nice to see Brenda have a friend who's normal, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've heard some commentaries, and uh, a lot of these characters – it's hard to introduce in the fifth season because really they're kind of there as a sounding board. So we find out what our main characters are thinking and feeling outside of their relationships, you know? So I I think they, they flesh Jackie out pretty well. Um, We find out that she uh, lost weight by using speed. Yeah. Note to self, get speed. Um, So, uh, Next, next Brenda scene is uh, when Nate comes home. He's wondering about Brenda's eggs, and uh, she says, "We're having waffles tonight." Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish she would have. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Nate. Nate's planning on having going over to um, his mother's house for dinner, and Brenda's getting a little tired of going over there because there's all sorts of stress over there now. It's not just disapproving mother it's disapproving a mother and her wacky crazy husband <laughs> so 
Um, we're back with uh, Brenda on the job the next day, and we meet uh, Nolan, who is upset because Brenda, I think... He's got mandatory counseling. Yeah, right. Uh, he was saying, you know, he thought she was saying that that you know it was her fault. And he gets so mad, he throws her up against the wall. Okay, I need to say something here. <laughs> That's called assault. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand totally, how her reaction totally uh, pisses me off. That in this, I mean, I, in this context, especially when they talk about it later, they all swap war stories about how this happens all the time. <laughs> It's assault. It's not okay, people. Yeah. Patients out there, it's not freaking okay for you to hit your therapist, shove us around, spit on people in emergency rooms. It's not okay. Unless you're both consenting and it's in a bedroom. Well, that would be a different scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hot. <laughs> but uh, I no. think I think they were worried Des was going to get upset. They're going to go down this road again where like Brenda's really messed up by it. Do I go to the cops? Do I not? <laughs> nah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have been terribly, terribly upset about it. I mean, the guy obviously has rage issues. It wasn't the only reason it was directed at her because she happened to be there. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like he was after her or something. So it's something no, I know all that, but I'm just her. saying as a, as a, Principal, it people, especially emerged docs and nurses, especially nurses, take this shit all the time, and it's it's bullshit. It's not okay. Yeah. Well, no, they shouldn't have to take it, but I think sometimes it's easier to kind of brush off your shoulder than other times. Yeah, like it wouldn't have made me terrified to, yeah, to, to go, go to work. Or no, no. Yeah, but exactly. geez, what an asshole. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll be disciplined. I mean, I'm well, sure I, I don't know if we'll ever know, but uh, yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> of course, we won't. Hot device. As a result, uh, Brenda gets invited to go have some dinner with the Wacky Feldmans, who are a super supportive, awesome family. Who? Okay. <laughs> it was just weird to see like a family dinner that wasn't like totally nutso. <laughs> no one's stoned at the table. <laughs> yes, you know it's crazy. That little boy looked familiar too. Yeah, I uh, looked all these people up. Nobody has done anything of any note, so uh-huh. I, I would write it down. But um, so yeah, Brenda gets a taste of you know wholesome family dinner. Uh, yeah, a taste of normal. She's probably never seen that in her life. <laughs> no, not after her family and the no. Nation, you know I mean, <laughs> and the Fishers. Holy cow! God. <laughs> <laughs> So the next time we see Brenda, she's uh, getting on Nate's case because he wants him to, you know, come home for dinner on time so they can Mm -hmm. all eat together like a family. Yeah. And as they're eating together later in the episode, um, she has a talk about uh, she's sad that this house is being torn down. And uh, she wants them to, uh, you know, eat together like a real family and really just connect. And uh, then she has a little flash of Nate just screaming at her, telling her to just act like she really is. She's a rebel, you know? (laughs) What did you guys think of all this? That was kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're not a rebel anymore, honey. Stop trying to pretend you are. (laughs) So. But Nate insists that they're having fun and they're connected. We're having fun. We're having fun. Giggle, giggle. Uh, but by the look on Brenda's face, uh, she's not exactly happy. 
All right, so now to Claire. Um, our first scene, we have Billy. Billy is a new man. He's happier than he's ever been. It's all because uh-huh. of Claire. Yeah, there's a giant countdown clock floating over his head. <laughs> Everybody else see that? Yeah, yes. That. <laughs> so he proposes that they go to Spain. And for uh, the next scene, we see him talking excitedly on the phone with his people in Spain, friends in Spain. They're planning their trip. But when does Claire just not notice he's getting a little manic, or does she just don't? She doesn't want to tell you know face the truth, or I don't. Dumb. You know what? She's just. You know what it is? Truly, I think she's so self-interested and on her own little high about wouldn't this be fun, fun, fun? That she's just too immature to see all the signs. So you're saying Claire totally believes that he's a new man because of her. I think on some level she loves that idea. And, yeah, I, I honestly think at this point anyway, she is clueless as to the fact that he's off his meds. She's just, duh, clueless. And she's also not really ever seen him like this. Yeah. Right? That's true. I'm trying to think back of early yeah, she like, Because Nate has seen him crazy. Claire well, there was, that, there, there was that awkward photo shoot. Um, yeah, that wasn't... But it wasn't yeah. like this. Yeah, he wasn't manic. Yeah. He was just creepy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sure, some of it could be her naivete, but a lot of it is her own self-interest and need to be adored and all this kind of crappy bullshit stuff that that's why she doesn't have a clue. Well, <sighs> she finds out that uh, uh, Ruth's rampage uh, has... Uh, has uh, affected her, and she doesn't exactly adore her daughter because she's cut off the credit card. The the trust fund is, you know, shut mm-hmm. down because she's not in college. She can't mm-hmm. get a, her digital camera that she's excited about getting. Oh, boo-hoo. Well, well, well. <laughs> also, it's really rude to talk on the phone when you're trying to pay for a purchase. <sighs> that irks me. Yeah. Yes, many times as... Uh, working as a cashier, I'd get so freaking annoyed at that. Uh, you know, if you're paying, just tell the person, hold on a second, I need to actually make this other person feel like they're a human being for just two seconds. It's not going to take too much out of my day. Uh, here's the cash, thank you, and get back on the phone again. That's all. And uh, no wonder the kid was kind of a dick to her. <laughs> You know, he's like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. You I only have one comment about this. I used to have one of those little powder blue Motorola's. <laughs> <laughs> the little cell phone. That's immediately what I thought of. Hey, I had one of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, later on, the, uh, uh, Claire and Billy are talking back and forth. They're getting each other riled up even more and more and more and more. Billy tells her he's, she's got to confront her mother. <sighs> and so she does. Um, <laughs> what did she think was going to happen? I mean, seriously. Didn't she not know the details of the trust that, you know, was to pay for her education and that she'd get it when she was 25? Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I, I find so. Claire in this whole, this whole episode so completely spoiled and bratty and yes. immature and annoying. There's nothing remotely likable. I don't have any sympathy for her. She's just being a brat. I, you know, I miss Sorry. 
I miss um, Claire and uh, Ruth getting along. They were just adorable, and now they're yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like they're getting even more mad at each other just because of that connection they have. You know, when you're, you know, the closest you have totally betrays you, or you feel like they're betraying you, and so you flip out and betray them. Um, it, 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 I think it it's just, hurts it's even so, more. It's so juvenile. And, yeah. you know, and when she comes in and talks to her mom about it, she comes in there like a tantruming child with her own agenda, not willing to listen to anything, not willing to actually have a discourse. I mean, this is just a demanding little rant from a petulant child. And then she starts calling her mom a bitch and whatever. Oh, and just, yeah. I just thought, you know, whatever. You know what, Claire? I have no sympathy. I don't care. Just walk away. Be a whiner. You want to go to Spain? Pay for it. Yeah. You know? Whatever. Get a job. It's a concept. <laughs> So I kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, I gasped a little bit when Ruth went for the slap again. And uh, <laughs> Claire said, stopped it and said she will hit her back this time. And I was like, oh, no. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's escalating. So That's funny because today we were, um, we were visiting relatives out of the beach and uh, my – mom's cousin you know she's my cousin too but she's like my mom's cousin basically she's my mom's age she like slapped skylar like a little bit on the arm you know just playing around and skylar's like i'm an adult now i can slap you back back. i was like oh lord (laughs) oh boy (laughs) so uh billy and uh claire are going to spain there's nothing any of us can do to stop it um, so we just sit back and watch uh, watch the time bomb tick away. But uh, you know, for now, Claire's happy. She's you know she got her camera from Billy, who's dancing around in leather pants, and who of course good. bought two, one for you, one for me. <laughs> you know what, what you do when you're manic. You know what else is great? Billy's got some rock and scruff going. Yes, he does. I mean, awesome. I didn't notice. <laughs> hey Desiree, you got you know crazy Billy back, so I'm assuming you were happy I'm about happy. that. Yes, I don't know <laughs> him that is so much hotter when he is crazy. <laughs> I'm not, you know, he's kind. Of, it's fun to watch him, the actor, portray this. Mm-hmm. I'm not minding that part of it at all. I'm just minding Claire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So on to uh, another Fisher. We have our friend David Fisher and his boyfriend Keith, our husband or. Whatever. Um, husband. They're calling each other wed. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, in response to you guys talking about how Keith was running things too much last week, David uh-huh. apparently has been listening and said, ah, it's time for me to take control. <laughs> um, of course, he has to deal with Keith calling him a mom. <laughs> I think he liked it, though. It was yeah. cute, actually. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> So uh, this adoption and surrogacy thing still going on, and uh, you know they they need to they got they got an appointment with the adoption agency, and they needed this affidavit from Roger um, about how he dropped the charges. So they have to go visit Roger, and they do, and he's there with a couple of young male friends having daiquiris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the other guy's name is, but one of them's name is Critter. And uh, <laughs> he's played by Kellen Lutz. 
who was, oh was it <laughs> yes who's in generation kill oh sorry does you want to say who is who he is he was in twilight he was in the in um, the, the immortals or immortals or whatever which was also a piece of shit just like twilight hmm. i haven't seen either i feel good <laughs> you should <laughs> i saw i saw proud. immortals because i had to see something with henry cavill in it besides the tutors <laughs> well, he took off his shirt a lot, which was great. However, the movie was absolutely stupid. Yeah, I ended up kind of, I'm now on my iPod now, just kind of listening to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these these guys think that uh, Roger's going to get him into the biz. You know, they're yeah. sick of modeling. He's going to get into somebody's biz, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any keys? By the way, oh, uh, it, who plays Roger? That's uh, Matt Malloy. And he's not any chance related to the actor who played Wyndham Earl, is he? <laughs> who played Wyndham Earl? I don't know, I don't but know. I'm talking about Twin Peaks? Yeah, but I don't know who okay. plays Wyndham Because Earl. at one point, he had this look on his face, and it was like, oh, that's Wyndham Earl. And then I'm like, no, no, it's not him. But it was, it was a weird Rogers kind of Maybe Roger's possessed eyebrow. by Bob. Maybe, but it was just like, like this... Um, you know what Ed Norton does in every movie where he kind of looks down and looks up at you like and all you see is eyebrow? Yeah. But he made this kind <laughs> yes. of look. And um, it really did seem to me like it was Wyndham Earl, but then later it wasn't. But I'm, I, I must say, I've, I've forgotten how David's eaten his face or bitten his face. And I'm really his depressed. Ear, his ear. He bit his ear. His ear. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. He was just yeah, like got, a... He got a blowy, so he's over it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a, it, they were gonna. He was gonna sue like a huge amount of like millions of dollars. Something like David would have to just sell the business and end up yeah. paying him for the rest of his yeah. life. Um, so they sat down. Him and Keith sat down with him for dinner, and uh, he ended up uh, taking Keith home with him while David waited downstairs. Uh... <laughs> that's why he's the best husband ever, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how uh, Keith ended up working for Roger. Because... If only all court cases could be solved like that. You know? <laughs> so, With a little bit of happy mouth time? Yes. <laughs> well, Shirley at the Adoption Center is not looking for that at all. Um, <laughs> Shirley's played by Jillian Armamente, Armanante, uh, who was recently in The Dark Knight Returns, or Rises, or whatever. Um <laughs> <laughs> Batman Returns, Dark Knight Rises, the same movie. Haven't Batman seen it, 3, but apparently the undiscovered country. country. <laughs> <laughs> According to the cast listing, she plays lawyer's clerk. So good for I you, Joanne. That person. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that David's Las Vegas charge was never expunged. Uh-oh. Oh, ouch! Oh, way to call back something that happened forever ago. Yeah, yeah. All I could say to that was all oh, balls. <laughs> Not cool. Illyria was like, "I forgot about that too." Actually, <laughs> it worked out perfectly. Yeah. It's like it's amazing watching this like so so long after I watched the other four seasons. It's really fantastic. I'm like, ooh, what? It's you, you know what it makes me uh, feel that I never ever ever feel. I appreciate all the exposition. <laughs> uh, don't watch Johnny English then. You'll... Anyway, um, so later on, David is flipping out in the car and crying, accusing Keith of secretly wanting um, 
the adoption to be off the table and to do the surrogate thing. And uh, later in bed, David apologizes. Keith is still the best ever saying that. I'm, Go ahead. I'm so happy that they got to this point where they can have a little meltdown and then apologize instead of just like sulk for days. And yeah. you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's so much better to watch. That whole sulky thing was the worst. <laughs> I kind of think right now they are the healthiest relationship going. Yes. <laughs> Aren't they? Mm-hmm. Open relationship and all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, apparently that's over. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, Keith says they don't want them to. It doesn't want them to act like it's a competition. No matter how we get a child, we both win. And of course, Keith always has the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I want to marry him. Um, going on. <laughs> you can have Is that him. Legal in Vermont? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I bet if Keith was like a maple tree, it would be. <laughs> oh, I'm a sap for those. Uh, <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, so the last scene with David and Keith, uh, we meet Mary. God. <laughs> oh, okay, this is, this is not going to end well. I can tell no. you this no. right now. <laughs> Mary's well, just a little too happy and wound up a little too tight. Yep. She, okay, some of the things she was saying set off red flags for yeah. me. What? I have a magic power to make people happy? Oh my God. Just the whole thing about like being pregnant makes you just the most, you know, everybody loves you. Yes. And that's not the right reason to be pregnant, honey. <laughs> what about the money, if that's what you're thinking? The money is a great excuse to be a surrogate. You know what I mean? Somebody. That, I'm sorry, but yeah, I see that as a better reason. So is uh, any of you uh, fans of the Brady Bunch movies? No. Uh, what? The Brady Bunch movies? I don't think anyone is. Really? Oh, wow. I've never seen them. Uh, nope. I suggest at least checking out the first one. It's uh, it, it's pretty funny. And if anything, just to see this girl right here, Jennifer Lee's Cox, playing Jan. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lee's Cox. Uh, she, puts she does what to what? what? <laughs> That's just weird. Uh, anyway, I, she she's pretty hilarious in the movie, and uh, she's definitely bringing a bit of comedy here, a little craziness. Uh, but but you she, know what? There are too many crazy people in this show. I was about to say, I don't know how many more crazy people in this fucking show. Yes. I can fucking <laughs> Even the old guy is crazy. You know, we were, um, I was watching it and Skyler was in the living room and she got, she turned to me, she wouldn't watch it, she was on the computer, but she like was kind of listening. She turned to me and she said, this is one messed up family. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of the show, I think. <laughs> so Mary says she would love to have a baby for them and that's all we're seeing with David and Keith this week. And finally, to close us off, uh, really the main focus of the show, and especially the title of the show, uh, the title of the episode, excuse me, is uh, George and Ruth. Uh, mainly George, actually. Um, the opening death of the week was George's mother. We find out that... I think the... that was him right away. Yeah. Yep. 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 This, this man, man is... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. A lost cause. Ruth needs to get out. Get out now. Agreed. I think, I think that if she has an opportunity to send him out to run errands, 
uh, unsupervised. She should just let him go out into the world, and she's probably going to hope he gets hit by a bus. Uh, that would be her second husband who got hit by a bus. <laughs> it's just, oh my god, dude. How old were you? And your mom died of an overdose of pills in front of you, and have you ever sought treatment for this? I, I don't understand. I was 53 when this happened. Well, so. He's been seeking treatment his whole life. I mean, the issue is she's a depressoid. It's inheritable. He inherited it. I mean, it explains <sighs> not only his illness, but also, you know, some of his issues with women, maybe. He's not, just, he's not just fucked up. He's actually, like, clinical, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little it's different. But, uh, yeah, I... Yeah. I she needs to leave him. Bye. See you, George. Drop him off somewhere in another state. He will never find his way home. Take him to Reno. Yes, and leave him there. <laughs> well, uh, I had a little bit of uh, a thought about this. So his his mother essentially kills herself in front of him. Yes, And correct. says, hold my hand. Yeah, sit with me while I die. Sit with me while Don't I die. let anyone wake me up. Yeah, great. And she's, you know, Worst you have to ever. hold my hand. You cannot get up. Okay, if you want to go to the bathroom, but make sure to come back and hold my hand. Uh, George has had, what, nine wives now? Seven. Seven? I keep thinking. Whoa, 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 he's not Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if his marital problems, maybe he doesn't want to hold his wife's hand for very long and wants I don't to think it's that get the simplistic, heck out of But I think <laughs> that clearly oh, man. This, old, trying. this old man, he played too. He played, <laughs> he's, he's just like, cuckoo! Knick-knack on his shoe? <laughs> no, he's just cuckoo. Listen, you see that little boy scene and it's completely heartrending. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. sad and pathetic and horrible, but... As I agree with Des and everybody else, he, he's just so unwell. Like, yeah. this guy, it's chronic. It keeps recurring. He's not getting better. <sighs> he is a lost cause. And in case uh, in case uh, Claire's voicemail didn't give it away, that, that we find out that he's been seeing his, uh, his mother this entire time. Claire, yeah. yes, you spoiled us like three weeks ago, but whatever. Damn it, Claire. <laughs> well, we, tried to, we just ignored it. Claire's <laughs> forgiven by me. Claire wins <laughs> everything, though. That time. So, <laughs> she won even at spoiling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we see a little bit more of George and uh, the later, or as the episode goes on, Bert, um, we see him wandering into a wake, getting, gets pushed out of there by David, of course. Um, also, he's, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. I, I just have a, a I have a medical question for our resident doctor here. Yes. Now, okay. Oh, Moira. It's it's yeah, Moira, not you, Robin. Not this time. Um, it's been a little while since he had the electroshock therapy, right? Right. Um, so how long, because he obviously seems like confused and doesn't know where he is, you know, I mean, he was having those problems right afterwards, of course, um, with the memory and not knowing where he was and, you know, who was who and everything. How long does that last? Should he still be, I mean, is this, is this not, no longer electroshock therapy, memory, uh, confusion, but more the mental illness confusion? That's what correct. I'm this should not be the, men, the, the electroshock therapy side effects anymore okay so if he's 
abstracted or distracted. I mean, well, he is kind of abstract. If he's distracted and can, a little confused, we're, I think, to assume that is his illness talking now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, see, this is this is uh, this is a problem. Yeah, and I got to tell you, you know, I think I said this once before, not to belabor the point, but they're not. You know, this is not a typical depression. I mean, they, you know, for the sake of the writers and making it interesting, they're they're making him really kind of unusual and quirky and different. And I'm sure mm-hmm. this exists, but it's pretty atypical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, they made it. You know, there's some extremes to it that maybe lended to. I mean, the fact that you know his mother. It seems to be an alcoholic. Maybe he was. She was drinking while he was in the womb. Who knows? Um, she definitely had some problems, and then you know, killed herself in front of him, adding on more mental stress. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oi. And the pro- he probably eats bad food now and again <laughs> by pulling it out. There's, of his there's a medical term for this. What <laughs> oh. the uh, no. Fubar's no. It's a military term, Fubar. George is Fubar. <laughs> yes, he is. Completely. Oh, so you've oh, given God. up on poor George. Yeah. Poor yeah. George. Poor Ruth. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And I think she's a horrible bitch. But poor Ruth. <laughs> you know, she really is being a bitch to him. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, she could be a hell of a lot more compassionate. The guy is ill. She's so unkind. It's just... Uh, She's it's, so much nicer than she was at first, you know, after, right after it happened. She's not half as mean as she used to be. And if it was me, well, if it was me, first of all, he would have been gone. You know, the minute he was checked in the hospital, there would have been a no-contest divorce, you know? <laughs> I would have been done. But if I had to live with him and everything, I would be so much worse to him because I'm a total bitch. <laughs> We've got nothing on me. Well, in in this episode, I mean, Nate's talking to Ruth about how he's worried about his safety. Ruth just is just tired. He's, you know, he wants to go to the market. Let him go to the market. Whatever. Yeah. You know, she's getting worn down. She is. Yes, she is. And at the market, we discover that this is actually uh, the anniversary of his mother's death, and uh, and there she is. The well, market. That's what the crazy hallucination told him. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and that's how you know whatever fragments of memory that he has are telling him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, when they're getting ready for a uh, little. Oh my God! Were those oranges too? No, I think they were doing apples in the scene. Okay. Oh, yes, apples. Phew. There were Fuji's and there were... Yeah. Something else. <laughs> he had, con- like, golden delicious it's still, or something. Just, it's, it's, no. Yeah, oranges, thank you. Mm. And this is why I get worried when friendly old people come up and talk to me at the supermarket. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid one's going to think I'm the deceased mother coming back and no, no, no. drop Don't things all the time. on old people. Now, <laughs> listeners, you may not be familiar with all my political views, but let me uh, clarify something. Were I to be elected your supreme leader in whatever country you may live, I would install as my second action in office mandatory euthanasia at age 65. <laughs> I believe this would help reduce the overpopulation problem, the road accident problem, and the just heebie-jeebie your old problem. Messing up the produce aisle problem. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm voting for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so later on, Ruth is uh, hitting the sauce, preparing dinner, and she seems to put on a nice front, you know, f- as they're all getting together. She says, you know, the shoe, shoe, I'm doing dinner. <laughs> I know. Oh, my, my, my face. Face. 
It was all playful. I was waiting for it to crack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later on, George is trying to get close to her again, but um, she puts up her knitting needles of defense, which I think is a plus three. The n- <laughs> doom. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, later on in the episode, Ruth discovers the whole hiding the food thing in the laundry. Um, and you know, if you'd paid attention in the beginning of the episode, you'd see uh, young George stuffing food into his pocket yeah. that he didn't want to eat. But who'd okay. want to eat whatever the heck his mother made for him? God, that was disgusting. <laughs> it? Fried bologna and Velveeta sounds good, but that is no, just like fried bologna. No, bread. <laughs> sounds disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he says you know, he didn't want to hurt her feelings. He's saving it for later. Bruce's like, do we have to go to your closet? And like a little child. So Ruth uh, goes in the other room and lays her head down on the counter or the stove or something, right? And uh, and the end of the episode, we have George, Ruth, and Maggie getting all weepy over a movie. And then Ruth mopes her way up to a bath. And George... Yeah. She really did too. She really mo- she did the you know, whole. Was I the only one that thought, "Oh my god, she's gonna go kill herself"? Yeah, oh. no. I was wondering. She's overfill the tub and soak in it. Yeah. Yeah, the I line she had, I was like, "What?" Because I don't remember exactly what the line it was, but it made me think, "Oh God." And <laughs> she said, "Didn't she say she said goodbye instead of good night?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. That See, I couldn't get the image of George Michael walking with the peanuts theme going uh, in the mind. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Rest I have no idea. Rest, yes, re- yes. Reference. Yes, so. yes. Move oh, okay. on, uh, Moira. I will link a video to you of me parroting that concept. So. <laughs> oh yes, that's that. true. <laughs> I did that. Feel free to post it in the group. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, George uh, asked Maggie to help him out. He needs another shock treatment, and he doesn't want Ruth to know about it. He says, "I love her. If I lose her, I'm finished." I want to what a her. tough spot for Maggie to get put in. Okay, so uh, you know, I have a question: Should they keep doing these shock th- treatments? <laughs> I mean, is this not bad? Is it, you know, I mean, how many until your brain is fried? I, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but this is pretty <sighs> scary stuff because we may find out. There's a word called refractory. It's like, okay, it's failing. And that's, I think I said to you guys before, it's generally a a method of absolute last resort. So it's terrifying to think that he's not even um, in a remission after having had that done to him. Yeah. That's why earlier I said, yeah, he's a lost cause because this is is horrifying. And how is he going to do this without Ruth knowing? I don't understand because this is not something that you can just do and then, you know, outpatient and then you're fine and yeah. you go home and things good. Exactly. He's going to need days of recovery, um, even weeks maybe of recovery. Well, yeah, for sure. But he's not, you know, he's not having the best uh, rational thought process at this point, right? He doesn't have the best perspective on things. So he's not thinking about the practicalities of it. Um, Who's peeing? What the heck? Who's peeing? <laughs> no, this is, this is me. Here, I'll pour the rest. That's the sound of wine being poured. <laughs> All right. It's a classic podcast now, everybody. It is. 
It's actually a rosé, if you want to know the truth, but anyway. <laughs> you know what? This whole shock treatment thing, like, oh, I need another one to get me better. I mean, I need another one after that to get me better. No, back. It just no, seems like no. somebody's slapping the side of an old TV set. Like, one of these days, yeah. the light's just not going to come back on. Or, or getting yeah. your Nintendo cartridges to work by blowing in them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's hey but that much. used to work, man. <laughs> it still does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey so wh- whoever thought that was dumb they made an industry of it it's called compressed air <laughs> uh, okay so we're doing really good we're under an hour here and now we're done with our open cast yeah. viewing and we're about to move into our break and here's a few words from brad and alex brad alex <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Alex, and with me is Brad, Yay! and we are Ramjack. Don't watch Twilight to learn what love is. No, listen to Tina Turner to find out what love is. Screw that. Freaks on the China, never met it before. Mr. Belvedere is all about incest. <laughs> Standing on the edge of tomorrow. Today, today. Oh no, babies. <laughs> The most awkward experience I've ever had with a dog wasn't awkward for me so much as it was for the dog. By the way, we're back in the tour universe. Yeah. Polar bears. Ah! Don't make me say it. Say it. No. You want me in charge of you. Sign this contract. (laughs) That contract will never hold up in court. Brave hearts. Fighting for the rights of all the dreamers. Yeah. You can find us online at curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Not so much a forward slash. There's backslashes and there's slashes. I can't confused. Forward slash is a thing. It's a lie. <laughs> perpetrated by the government. And you can also find us on iTunes. Yay, go there. Search Ramjack. Find it. Get it. Keep it. Ramjack. And we're back. Raymond yes. Jack. <laughs> that should be the theme song. Raymond and Jack. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. How about jacket in your ram? Jacket in your ram. Ooh. <laughs> No, no, Dodge Ram. Oh, okay, yes, that's better. <laughs> Narrowly avoided. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. If some Don't apologize to Robin lady. ever. Okay, he's the king of grandpa jokes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that he has to edit all this. Oh, I'm not editing anything. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's move along. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if some spiteful old lady like cuts off my part of the Ramjack... Empire that I uh, I am third to own. Uh, yes, I do have to just kill two people, and one of them is Hordak. Um, <laughs> that should be simple enough. How are you going to get there? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen to Ramjack. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, by the way, I think when we finish this season, we should still continue to podcast and just call it Innuendo Cast. <laughs> I am down for that. I know. I'll open all it up these. with that Queen song every every time. There's a, there's a Queen song named Innuendo. There's also a um, oh shit, what are they called? Song. Um, the one it's Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo. It's yeah, Bloodhound Gang. Yes, thank you. It's completely Innuendo. Hmm. I love that song. Yeah, it's a funny song. Yes. So six feet under. Fisher of the week. <laughs> Almost as good as innuendos, but not quite. Fisher of the week. I will go. I have one. Oh, well. Volunteers. Right right I'm trying to just keep this moving along under Robin's <laughs> guidance. <laughs> what a okay. Girl. I won't tell you all the reasons why I didn't pick everybody else because that takes too long. I picked Brenda because 
Brenda is rocking her new job. I like watching her rapport with uh, her supervisor. Um, And in her own kind of strange, sad little way, she's trying to create a little happy family environment. So she's, she's, yeah, I enjoyed her this episode. So I'm picking Brenda. Okay. Um, Let's go with Delirio next. Yeah. Um, It's hard because I'm not liking the fishes right now. No kidding. I got to tell you. So, and it really has to be technically a fisher, yeah? Mm. No, no, no. Also, Brenda, Keith, and little Maya, they all count. Mm. They all count. Yep. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with Keith because he managed to very slickly turn into, turn an opportunity to be still angry about something into (laughs) sex. (laughs) Go, Keith. (laughs) Des. I'm going to go with Keith also because I liked when he told David that he's a sexy motherfucker when he apologizes. And that'll t- come into my rating system later. So. <laughs> uh, all right. And I'm going to give it to Keith because he's the best husband ever. <laughs> he really is. Damn it, Moira. Sorry. <laughs> She's like, I'm drinking anyway. I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else can. <laughs> I, now, folks, listeners, I do remember how much I hated Keith last time because he was being a bully. But it wasn't being a bully this episode. I like him. Oh, trust me. If you go back and listen to some of the older ones where Keith is really trying our patience that mm-hmm. yeah. go off on him quite Keith has just been fantastic for about, I don't know, the last half of season four and carrying on. It's Let's awesome. see yeah. how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Oh. Maybe a- I hope there's not a clock ticking down over his head because uh, I'm liking this key. Oh no, his clock is somewhere else. <laughs> his, his biological clock. Mm-hmm. All somewhere right, well, south. All right. Well, we have uh, listener eulogies here, and we actually have two this week. Thank you, people, for responding to Moira's pleas and guilt trips in the Facebook We only group. have one for this episode, though, right? <laughs> no, we have two. We had one oh, yeah? come in. We had a last-minute uh... submission. Oh, yes. there it is. I didn't see that. So uh, we have Tammy and Brad. So who wants to read what? Mm, can I do Brad this time? Yes. It's been a while. Me and Brad, <laughs> you know. It's been a while. Okay. It says... Hold my hand that is located down my throat upon seeing Rico and Angela together. (laughs) That be the title. (sighs) Okay. Angela was awesome. This is not right. No, no, no. Make this stop. (laughs) That therapist family makes my skin crawl. What is wrong with them? Is that supposed to be a happy family? Creepy. It was a little creepy. Oh, I'm not even going to comment on that. Uh, they're a family that's uh, like a, like guilty of talking way too much during dinner. <laughs> like, all right, you finish each other's sentences, you're so happy, whatever. All on. Put on the TV, will you? Guess some people don't have those happy family dinners. <laughs> yes, not. I think Ruth. <laughs> Ruth is quick to throw out the slaps. Mm. <laughs> I hope David and Keith don't grow a child in that incubator of crazy. Is anyone in or around this show sane anymore? We just kind of said that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're feeling your pain there. We're, we're feeling your pain. Okay. Claire might be more manic than Billy. <laughs> and finally, of course, I hate Rico even more. Won't we all? <laughs> yes. 
Thank you, Brad. And we have the lovely Tammy who made sure to get it in in the last minute. That's what window. she said. <laughs> uh, who's reading Tammy? You want me to read Tammy? I got it open I'll in front of me. Tammy. I'll what? read it. I'll read it. I didn't want to take it away from anybody, but I will. You'll take it away okay. from me. Okay. Yeah, I will. It's okay. You do all the other work. So I know. I'm going to take this off your chest, Robin. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right. Tammy says, hi, FisherCast. Here are a few quick thoughts. George's mom is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Keith and David's conversation about having all their paperwork in order reminds me how violent the two of them really are. Maybe they won't make the best parents. Hmm. Did Brenda's life just get boring? Yes, it did. Brenda, please go back to having fun sexcapades. <laughs> <laughs> Best line of the show was when Ileana said, oh, you mean Angela? Angela said, they acted like I murdered somebody, fucked a body or something. FYI, I do not enjoy Rico's sex sexcapades. Gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like... I agree. It's, it's yeah. like she was like... Like kidding about a previous accusation. <laughs> like, like I fucked a body or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, and then there's bratty Claire f- fighting with her mom. I would expect this out of season one teenage Claire, but seriously, at 21, being a trust fund baby and not being able to go to Spain to grow as an artist is, uh, as an artist, Claire is so irritating. Mm. When I watched the episode, I didn't think it was that bad. But now that I think about it, an episode where the only character I feel bad for is George is not that great. Oh, well. Can't wait to hear you discuss, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I know, I know George held back and we should just hold out against him forever. But I just, I do, I feel bad about George. I do, I do not. I don't, I, I, that, that, that shot they have of him, like, close up at the end where he's just, like, he's got his head in his hand. And it's just, this. Well, not only did he make a poor decision not telling her before he married her but he continues to make poor decisions mm. you know like trying to go get more shock treatment without telling her you know mm. i mean the whole time he was married to her i thought he made poor decisions yeah. that before the mental illness kicked in again well um let's uh move along here to our last rights in which we give our final thoughts on our episode and the ratings so desi went last last time so why don't you go first this time okay um this episode was okay there was a little too much george i don't like george george is my new lisa um <laughs> oh, so, no. yeah so i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give it six out of ten sexy apologetic motherfuckers <laughs> uh, Moira? I love when I make you laugh, Robin. <laughs> um, Forgot about that. This, this episode, it was okay. I um, I guess it moved some things along. You know, it was it was it was all right. But I think for me, funny George is not the most irritating thing to me. I I, I find him sad and pathetic. And yeah, I agree that. You know, I wish he'd been much more forthright with with uh, Ruth, and I haven't really liked him all along, as everybody knows. So I haven't, you know, I have no great love loss for him. But actually, the person that irritated me the most in this episode was Claire. 
By yeah. far. By far, far, far. What Tammy just said in her letter, that's how I feel about Claire. Um, and I got stuck on that. I just thought, oh, you're blind, you're dumb, you're stupid. You don't see that your your bow is lapsing back into a manic phase. You're carrying along with him like a giggly, stupid schoolgirl. And you're just annoying the shit out of me. So that, that irritated me. But overall, I'm going to give it uh, 7 out of 10 spoiled trust fund brats. It's like she's playing at being a grown-up, but she doesn't yes. know what she's doing, and yes. she's messing things up. Yeah. Yes. Being bitchy to everybody. Yeah. All right, so this is turning out to be the worst Fisher of the Week segment. So, Lyria, we want to <laughs> carry more so, of that? I thought this episode was not bad. I was... I'm continually frustrated with this whole Ruth and George thing. I wish it would just, you know, uh, go Stop. away and find some kind of resolution. This Keith and David stuff is getting very interesting on a totally non-sexual way. And I'm actually intrigued as to whether or not they're going to hire this insane person <laughs> to carry Keith's seed. Um, <laughs> and Claire being such a spoiled kid was awful. But I love that she got totally rejected at the store. Uh, Billy is Mr. Tick, Tick, Tick. And uh, frankly, I didn't think much of Nate this time around. I thought Angela was fun. Breakfast in bed has a whole new meaning for me now. (laughs) And I'm going to give this episode... I'm annoyed, but I liked it. Eight out of ten house frows. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, um, I'm going to uh, just say I was intrigued by the George stuff a little bit more. It's deepened a little bit more because of the flashback, because we know about his mother now. I feel a bit. I, I feel a, a bit of pity for him. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, he is he is a bit pathetic. <laughs> um, bit. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm still intrigued. Um, I I don't know. I feel bad for a lot of the people. Definitely don't feel bad for Claire. The worst thing about Claire is like, man, when we love Claire, we love Claire. She is so such has such great potential for being uh, a good character, a a character we can just enjoy. Uh, And uh, that definitely is brought forth by the actress, uh, of of course. But I mean, just, I don't know. It, this is not good Claire territory, and or should we call it Claritory? Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, so yeah, and uh, Angela popping up for a little bit of a, a quick guest spot in the last season is nice. Um, and uh, funeral Comic Con, we get to see a little bit more of that. <laughs> um, I, I'm frankly confused about Brenda, which is why I was kind of like, oh, when Moira gave her Fisher leak, I understand about the whole, like, she's doing good at her job, but I just don't get what's going on. I mean, I, maybe, you know, maybe it's not her, her character. Maybe the writer's not showing us enough of why she feels so disconnected. Um, and uh, I wish I could get could get more of that. That, w- that way I'd feel a little bit more empathy for her. Um, but, um... Yeah, anyway, I'll just, this was an average episode, so I'm just going to give it 7 out of 10 Moby Baths. So, uh, <laughs> Those are my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> so let's bury this uh, broccoli. 
Uh, <laughs> Wait, where was broccoli? Where was broccoli? In George's pocket. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so let's bury it. Um, in uh, iTunes, we would love to see some reviews pop up, some star ratings. Um, you know, even if you're listening to this post mortem, because it's a, it's definitely a great show to listen to post mortem. Throw a review up there, surprise us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, postmortem so appropriate, right? <laughs> yes. But I'm fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, iTunes. Thank you. Um, Des? Yes. You can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com and you can find all our old episodes there because um, iTunes only holds so many. So, if you go there, you can find all the old ones. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> There's Myra? a Facebook group, isn't there? I think that's hilarious. That's hilarious. No, I was waiting for you to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if if you bookface, uh, get to Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/fishercast and join us. There's lots of fun chatter, lots of fun talk. Just keep it spoiler free for the next what seven episodes or something. Nine, nine episodes. Nine. Uh, really? That many? <laughs> Stop that. Don't make me come and slap you like Ruth. <laughs> I would love you to come slap me because then it would mean you would be here. <laughs> I'll slap her for you, Mora. Okay, when you go Okay. <laughs> and speaking of the Facebook group, uh, we see you. We see you join. We accept your invitations. All you have to do is post. Say something. May, I'm, I'm just going to assume... That you have a problem keeping it spoiler-free. That's why you're not posting. But we do appreciate you joining, and welcome to all the new members that join Fisher Cast Group. Just say oh. something. <laughs> Come out of your hiding Okay, or you can write to us and give us feedback, because we love it, at fishercast1 at gmail.com. And yeah, just uh, put the episode title or episode name in the title, please. And don't that... be like Claire and spoil us. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, Claire, shaking my fist at you. It's it's funny, though, because it really doesn't affect how much she wins at life and in sleep. She just keeps winning and winning and winning. Even when she's sleeping. She's talented, she's charming, and she's hot. All true. Uh, The best redheaded Claire I know. Um, Des, where can we find you on the web? You can find me sitting on my couch. On the web. <laughs> on the couch. Oh. On her webcam. I Yes, on that. my webcam. Dirtygirls.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can find me on What's On With Steph and Des, uh, where we talk TV. Me and Steph. Awesome. And Illyria, where can we find you? You can find me on the internets on a few different podcasts. There's Pausecast. There's Potential Cast. There's Redemption Cast. There's... The Yip Yip podcast, and first the uh, Avatar The Last Bender podcast, and uh, hopefully soon, uh, bitch please, hopefully <laughs> hit, hit that snodge. You can also find him at sexycanadianendies.com. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I don't know. I don't I think do so. One. I did Let one for me, so you got one too. You have me intrigued. <laughs> Moira and I featured or something, we're like... I have no idea what she's talking about. Boy, was like the cover girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Okay, so 
<laughs> you can find Moira dancing around in leather pants and eating Fritos. Um, you can also <laughs> find her on Twitter. You're mixing people in the show. <laughs> you can find her at Moira Brown with an E at the end. You can find me on Redemption Cast as well. And here, of course, and uh, on the Twitter at L Robin Yarrow. Thought you were gonna sell when he says that, I picture you in a cape. No, no, no. L. Robinero with a cape. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I'm really in a goofy mood and I'm just giggly, okay? That's good. Uh, giggly is good. I'm going to carry you through. Oh, it sorry, might last listeners. A whole that's week. all you're going to hear of giggly dust. So, because uh, we got to end this episode. <laughs> maybe um, next week. She'll maybe be next back. week. Yeah. But that's it for FisherCast this week. Nine episodes left. Next week, your homework is Season 5, Episode 4, Time Flies. As for Hold My Hand, Hold My Hand, I promise I won't put that song at the end. Uh, we therefore... I like that song. What? I don't. I like Hootie and the Blowfish. You can have Hootie and the Blowfish. And the Blow what? <laughs> blowfish. Mm-hmm. We therefore commit this Check episode... Check us out on cast.ca. <laughs> That's not even a real website. (laughs) (laughs) This boat, Robin, right? Yeah. Boom, America. This episode, poor Robin. (laughs) As for hold my hand and uh, everything else, so we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. dust. Bye. Bye. Bye.